0: This is Epicenter, episode 410, with guest Jordi Bailina. Welcome to Epicenter, the podcast where we interview crypto founders, builders, and thought leaders. I'm Friederike Ernst, and I'm speaking with Jordi Bailina today, um, who is the founder of Hermes, among many other things. We will get into that in a bit. Before we talk to Jordi, I'd like to tell you about um, our sponsor this week. So DEXs are great, but they're vulnerable to problems like MEV, failed transactions, and high gas costs. CowSwap tackles these issues head-on and offers a new kind of trading experience. Built by Gnosis, CowSwap is a Metadex aggregator. That's right, it's a Dex aggregator aggregator. It fights MEV by matching overlapping orders directly. If no coincidences of once is found, uh, that's where the cow comes from, trades are settled on a variety of underlying on-chain AMMs, depending on which pool offers the best price. And best of all, no gas on failed transactions. Volumes have gone up significantly since launch in June. So in June, Cowswap saw trading volumes of 28 million, um, and that's gone up to 321 million in August with over 12.5 thousand traders. There's also a formal proposal now on the Gnosis DAO forum regarding a token for Gnosis protocol. Um And a revamped user interface with a new wallet activity history panel, better um, USD price estimations and warnings about trade actions has also gone live. So start trading on cowswap.exchange or learn more in the cowswap discord. So Jodi, it's um super lovely to have you on. I mean, you've been in the ecosystem really long time. I think the first time I became aware of your existence was in the context of the DAO hack. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if memory serves correctly, you were part of the collective um that drained the DAO, right? Um so so yeah. so tell us how how this came about.
1: Well this is a little this was a little bit my baptism in in, in blockchain, at least doing real things. And it happened that, you know, I, I went absolutely deep in Ethereum. For me it was like a drug, just you know, studying all day long and and uh, just understanding the, the the goodness of decentralization and uh, decentralization protocols and all that. I I just arrived randomly to the DAO project. The DAO, you know, at that time was like the trending project at that time and was very cool and people was very excited about the DAO. And for me was I learned solidity uh, 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 from the DAO. I, I and i just created some liquid democracy smart contracts for the dao and it was really exciting for me it was just like I already discovered that this was like a new world a new way of understanding the 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 world in a more decentralized uh, uh manner and i became like part of a, of the dao uh, you know just like another another community member there uh, just uh, very excited like everybody in there and learning a lot from many people, from technical and and I would say from from the community people. It was for me was a very incredible uh, project. Uh, but then the, the the hack happens, and at that time I knew a lot about the, about the smart contract of the DAO because you know I, I used that smart contract to learn. Well, I just was I just realized how to how to. What happened a little bit with the DAO? I was able to reproduce that in a testnet. So I contacted the Slocket people at that time. And uh, from there, I, they just, it just became uh, what we call there a Robin Hood group, just trying to save the DAO at that point. It was like the last guy to arrive there but uh for me was uh but it changed my life absolutely you know since there i was just first helping there and then i just uh, quit my last job in not crypto world and since there i've been uh 100 percent in this space and uh well just change up changed absolutely my life. My life is uh, has has two, two, two sides, one before the Tao and the other is after the before the now and after the Tao. It's just who uh, oh, how I divide my life in some way. And 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 yeah, I'm been I'm there since that's the last five years and I'm very excited and, and I'm very excited and you know so proud to be here. Yeah, super
0: interesting. What uh uh What a moment to enter the ecosystem, right? I mean, um, it it made the mainstream media and everything. And basically back then, it just, there were so, I mean, there weren't a lot of people around, right?
1: Well, there were probably different people, maybe not that many. For me, there, for me, it was a lot of people at that point even, but, you know, of course, now we change it, it changed it a lot and many, many new people entering the space, but. You know, just uh, I remember at the beginning, you know, in these DAO hacks, uh, uh, you know, just I start because I, I I didn't knew anybody. I was just in my home, in my laptop, just uh, talking with chats. And I remember the first time that I uh, meet physically with other uh, with other hackers, just yes, with uh, DAO, and it was very 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 exciting. It was very exciting exciting moment. Uh, you cannot forget, and 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 yes, and and it's interesting, yeah, because it's uh, what uh, something that's very technical, and you start getting in because the technical curiosity, but then you discover the community. You discover that these real people, real uh, uh, very smart people, and very uh, committed people, uh, and people that really believe in what's doing. And when you discover this world is, you just get engaged, you just get get here and it's super exciting.
0: (laughs) You then went on to found um, Giveth, right? With Griff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with Griff, Griff was also was helping to recover all that, actually was the guy that was just talking with everybody, I was just behind the scenes, just trying to uh, help uh, there. And with him we get we got very friends uh, there, and then we started the project, the Giveth project. Actually, I, uh, well, we started together with Grief, but I would say that's more the Grief project that, that 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 mine's It's mine too because we started together, but uh, it's Giveth is the dream of uh, the Grief dreams and. Uh, well, I, I don't. I, I'm sure you know Griff, but you know Griff is very idealistic, and 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 he loves. Uh, he 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 believes he has a, a vision of a, a kind of a world, and Gibbeth is like a, a a piece, a very important piece to build this this decentralized uh, this decentralized world, and and. It was, and I would say it is, because Griffith's still trying to build in that. He, he didn't give up, and he's also well. He's uh, working there, and I'm sure he he will he will get it. What he's uh, achieving it's very interesting.
0: <laughs> Just to give some background, so uh, Giveth is is a donations platform, right? So uh... yeah, it's a
1: donation platform, but it's more um, community. I would say it's a very uh, a way of. Um, a way of uh, uh, solving the communi- uh, fundings for the communities, you know, how the community is organized and how the community can be uh, funded and how the a, a community can start doing things, good things with less uh, friction that the current system has. And, this is about uh, giveth organizing communities, uh, funding communities. And he's also, for example, just working in this, his DAO stack project. And it's all about this. It's just about uh, ways, of, uh, funding, uh, ways of funding, ways of funding people that just want to do good things. And, and, and this is what's Giveth about.
0: Cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a super interesting project to check it out. Um so, let's talk about what you've been up to since
1: well uh i can I can say that since there the from from that time, well I was doing at the beginning, I was doing a lot of audits and you know all the i c o boom at that point, and was still learning and continue learning i didn't stop learning since there it's just a new world, and you know you have to study a lot here just to understand what's going on. Uh, But there was, at that point, there was a technology that I already realized that was very exciting. It's all this zero-knowledge technology. So since there, I was at the beginning just studying, studying a lot of this technology. Then I was building some tools for this technology. We created the the project IDEN3. IDEN3 is a project for uh, self-sovereign identity. We're still working on that project. It's a protocol for self-sovereign identity. That's uh, where zero knowledge is the key piece for for privacy and for key recovery and for everything. And uh, with this technology, we just started the rollups because it's cool because this zero knowledge technology, it's the same technology that can be used for privacy but can also be used for scalability, for scaling. It's strange, but it's technology that allows uh, these uh, two things. So then we started the Hermes project. Hermes project is a, a, a rollup, a layer two ZK rollup uh, for doing payments mainly was launched last March, is actually working right now in mainnet and now I'm working in the ZKVM, that's mainly Layer 2 ZK rollup, where you can uh, deploy smart contracts uh, on top of that. And this is what I'm fully committed right now and what I'm working hard right now and what I'm very excited uh, to work on. And, and, and yes, we are doing a lot of progress. And, and yeah, I hope that uh, we can see it very soon.
0: Cool. Well, yeah. So let's talk about Hermes. So, as you said, um, Hermes is a ZK rollup built on Ethereum. So, obviously, Ethereum has a pre existing EVM, which is not optimized for ZK technology. Um, so, basically, starting from that, there are at least two options um, how to get the zero knowledge part and the EVM part together. So, either you make the zero knowledge part solidity compatible or you build a full set of EVM opcodes. And you have, you guys have decided to go the second path, right? So, from where I stand, this comes with very obvious advantages. So, basically, you inherit the full compatibility with the tooling and the ecosystem. Um, you keep the Ethereum security um, uh, model, but I assume it also comes with a lot of challenges, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, uh you said before, it's uh, the current EBM. Ethereum is not, pre- it was not designed. Uh, I don't think nobody realized that uh, this could be run in a ZK-friendly uh, uh Environment uh, so yes, it's not designed for that. We are doing a kind of interpreter, so what we are doing is okay, we are just uh, this is not compatible we are but we are trying to make it compatible so that's a little bit what uh, we are working this uh, theoretically this should make so should should be a little bit uh, not optimal, but when you check at it it's more optimal than what you may think uh, at the beginning so if you think deeper if you think deeper in all the problems you have and if you're doing in the in the right way you see that you can create a very you know these specific micro goals so, you know specific uh, you can you have the freedom to design the CKVM That's uh, the, 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 the base EVM that you want So you can design this EVM In a way that's very optimal For uh, Interpreting the Ethereum EVM So it's like um, Let me just put an example Is uh, uh, I want to uh, Imagine that you want to uh, Do an interpreter of Python And Okay, and you want to do it in C, uh, but it's not. It doesn't fit. It's, it's not uh, the right way. But imagine. But imagine that you don't even that the C is not even invented. So you can invent the, your own language there. Uh, that's uh, it's a language that needs to run a single program. That it's only be, needs to that the only thing that needs to the, the only thing that the program needs to do is uh, to interpret Python. So you can. Write a very optimal uh, language and uh, uh, compiler for C to be very optimal to just compile a python interpreter that's a little bit the example, but it's uh it's not that uh, so it's not that uh, unoptimal as it may look like of course it is, but it's not as much and it's doable and of course this brings a lot of advantages. Uh, uh, from compatibility you just you go just up to op code you you just compile the program in solidity and you get the same output and you just uh, run it there here instead of there it's like a little bit for example currently the the optimistic roll-ups uh, like Arbitrum or, or optimistic little bit the way they are doing you know they are not uh, Maybe they change something in the solidity, but it's more because not because they are changing the the EVM. It's because they are. Uh, um, it's not a layer. It's not a layer one. It's a layer two. So there are maybe some opcodes that makes no sense in layer two, uh, but it's more uh, technicalities that what it is. So a developer ideally should not care if he's doing a smart contract for layer one or for a layer two.
0: So you're basically you're taking opcode by opcode, and you're kind of transposing them into the corresponding ZK opcode. So basically, if I wanted to have like a, a five opcode string, A, B, C, D, E, I would go ZK, A, ZK, B, ZK, C, ZK, D, ZK, E, and I would get the same result. Is that kind of roughly correct?
1: Yeah, it's actually, it's your brand, your, you have a program, a uh, Solidity program, the, when you compile it, you get a set of uh, bytes. Uh, you said a set of bytes that are opcodes mainly. So you just take those bytes, and instead of running, here you just run there. It's like uh, at the end is um, from the user perspective, is like having a sidechain. It's not a sidechain, but the same way that you are using. Uh, uh, Polygon or XDAI or any other sidechain that you are just signing transactions and deploying smart contracts in the sidechain, it should work the same way with a ZKVM. The only thing is not going to be a sidechain. It's going to be a layer two. It's going to be a roll up. But from the user perspective, should not be uh, many differences.
0: Okay. And in principle, can you transpose any opcode into a ZK opcode?
1: Yes. Theoretically, yes. There are some opcodes that are harder than uh, others, but uh, we have been analyzing and I would say, yes, there are some, you know, as I told you before, there are some exceptions uh, that are more, uh, for example, uh, you know, if there is an opcode that's uh, uh, difficulty, how much is difficulty is. Okay, in layer two, you don't have difficulty or anything sure. related, so this opcode, probably will exist, but maybe will return some uh, hard-coded uh, information, okay or uh, base code who's the who's the miner okay, you don't have miners, but maybe you have a coordinator, so maybe uh, this opcode returns a coordinator instead of the miner, okay, so there are some some tricky opcodes that are very related to the later one but most of the opcodes uh, will be will be the same and they should not be many problems to implement it here is another thing is the cost you know uh, maybe there are some codes. so the the, the 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 gas cost in 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 the layer one is uh, one and then this the, the cost in the zk rollup that the, the specific cost for running that in the rollup may be a little bit different so uh, uh, here maybe some adjustments that uh, would need to be done, but the idea is to keep exactly the same ga- gas model that layer one. So, and the worst thing maybe it's going to be some transaction that would not be able to to run in the in the ZK rollup. For example, if you are abusing uh, one of these, of course that's very expensive in the ZK rollup. Well, in the in the ZK rollup, maybe it's going to be a limit of Maybe for example, exponentiation. Exponentiation maybe it's a hard opcode. Uh, uh, so maybe you can only do like three exponentiations or four exponentiations, and if you are doing more, these transactions would not would just be impossible to mine. So it would it would be an, an invalid transaction. That's the thing that may happen. But if it's executed, it will be executed the same way that uh, in layer one. Okay,
0: so so basically. Um... You, you have like this uh, this library of, uh, say, 140 or 140 minus, you know, the couple that make no sense, ZK opcodes. And then, I mean, what we use on layer one um, a lot is these precompiles right? I mean, there aren't as many. I think there's like 10 or something. But do you have equivalents for those as well?
1: Yeah, theoretically, yes. Uh, but these are... Hard and these are, I would say, these would be expensive. You know, an opcode, there are opcodes that are expensive. What pre-compile, precompiles is like another opcode, it's not really an opcode, but can be in the op code. opcode. But they could be very, 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 very expensive. For example, uh, you have paintings, uh, so theoretically, you should be able to run a, a so to execute a painting uh, inside a rollup. It's doable, so t- technically, it's doable. Uh, but the cost uh, it would be quite expensive in zk EVM terms. So maybe you can only do one painting or two pairings, uh in a single transaction uh, compared to that. But but theoretically, it's 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 possible.
0: Okay, and as of this summer, we have this uh, zk precompile, right? Can you kind of nest these with um, the MS network and kind of get something like a recursive um, uh, zero knowledge um, system? Yeah, if you have
1: paintings, if you have paintings, actually, you can have a roll up as a game roll up inside another yeah. gate roll up. Yeah, you have some sort of recursions if you have paintings. Yeah. Uh, as I told you, here we need to see what's the final cost of these okay. uh, paintings. You know, this is I tell you, this is going to be the last, uh, <laughs> the last opcode or the last, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the last precompiled smart contract that we will implement it. But uh, it's repetitive. You know, at the end, uh, uh, at the end, uh, painting is to do a painting, You need the Miller loop. You need the final exponentiation both things are very uh cycling so it's very loops so it's it's very do, it's much doable uh in the in the way that uh, so how we are building all these polynomial systems So all, all the way that we are building this proof is absolutely doable but what may happen is that is maybe a transaction can ha- handle only maybe one painting or two paintings
0: okay um so but but let's talk about what's on layer 1 in this right, so basically, so when when I as a user when I send a transaction, I don't send it on layer one. I send it to um, a coordinator, right?
1: Mm-hmm. A coordinator or a setup for coordinators. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the, and the coordinator kind of the, the coordinator takes um, all um, basically the mempool of all um, of all these transactions and kind of executes them. Um, together and then sends a proof to the chain, right? And basically, a new Merkle route. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, May- mainly is that, yeah.
0: So, why is the gas limit so crucial?
1: The gas limit of uh, of the coordinator.
0: Um, the gas limit of of the um, of the upcodes or precompiles.
1: No, this is, this is more for building the proof. So okay, you, it's just you, for the you, proof. You, yeah, it's for the, you, you need to build the proof, but not everything. You know, the proof is like at the end is a circuit, and, and the circuit can have a limited number of operations. So if you exceed uh, uh, these operations, then you just will not be able to build the proof. That's the same to say that you, you will not be able to uh, execute that transaction.
0: Okay, so how 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 many transactions fit in one proof?
1: We need to we need to do the final numbers. What I will give you is just like a first first rough. But um, um, the way so we have like a, a, a double system. So we have a growth sixteen or Blonk that's uh, validating a set of Starks. Mm-hmm. Okay, in each Stark, uh, in each Stark. We don't have this, is just, uh, it's not the final numbers, but we expect to, at least in each star, to be able to process half a million gas. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can have, I would say, easily about 1,000 Starks in a single proof. So this is maybe two orders of magnitude uh, of, in proof proof terms, two orders of magnitude of the current theorem. But again, this is, you know, very pre. Preliminary uh, theoretical calculus there.
0: Okay, um, so in uh, in your white paper and also on your on your homepage, you say that Hamas is very much focused on token transfers. So wh- why do you say that? Because in principle, if you have all opcodes, you can run any any smart contract, no?
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's like, uh, okay. We, we have it until now. Uh, so what we have is a payment, a payment ZK rollup. And this is what's running. And this is in the mainnet. Okay. Uh, what I'm, when I'm talking now about the uh, ZK, uh, ZK VM, this is not, it's not created yet. This is what we are working technically right now. And it's going to be the next version of Hermes, uh, some way. So if you are talking about payments, we are talking about, uh, uh, what we have right now And I can give you full detail Of what we have right now If we are talking about executing smart contracts If we are talking about zkVM, This is what we are building now And uh, and this is why I'm telling you About the, the quantity of gas In the current Hermes The quantity of payments We allow 2000 uh, transfers uh, uh, Per proof okay, and, uh, and you can feed about 15 between 15 and 20 proof per block. If, so this is a, a more or less a total of 2,000 transactions per, per second. If you were using full Ethereum just to run, uh, you you could not do anything else in Ethereum with that, with those numbers. But this gives you a scalability, these uh, two orders of magnitude scalability on the, on the roll-up. And the main limitation is more in the, well, it's in the proof, but it's also in the data availability. So, here are the limits that are, well, are quite, it's just it can be it, it you can you can do it, you can do it better there is margin to to, to improve uh, these things so this is just like the first version of a ZK rollup is, is with these numbers
0: okay and so basically um, as a ZK mechanism you use either grass 16 or plonk and as far as I know grass 16 actually requires a trusted setup right yes um, so you'll do a ceremony at
1: some point. We did the ceremony uh, for the Hermes, mm-hmm. and it's a specific uh, ceremony for the circuit. If we upgrade the circuits, then we have to run like another trusted sure. setup. I hope, and this is this is. I would say the Growth Sixteen is uh, perfect in. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's like has all the advantages and is the best proving system, and it's everything is perfect except for this trust setup. So, if you need trust, if you if you cannot handle a trust setup, then you need to go to uh, other to other uh, to other uh, proof systems. Plonk also requires a trust setup, but it's a universal trust setup. It's not a Specific setup for 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 Hermes. and uh, personally, I think that uh, it should be enough. You know, growth 16, I can ac- I can accept that you know it's not perfect because at the end you need you need to end up trusting a set of people that run the that, that run the specific trust setup, but. Uh, in plum this trust setup this is a universal trust setup it's much bigger with much more people it was created beforehand it was created for with different companies uh, with different people around so uh, I think it's it's horrible. and uh you know who knows uh in the future maybe there will be other proof systems that will not require trust setup here for example, the Zcash people is working Halo. That does not require Trusted setup and there are other Starks. That's not required. But the proof the proof size is quite big. Uh, but there no, there are other. Um, there is a lot of research in this field, and maybe it's going to be some proof system that requires. But for for the, from the pragmatic way, I think that Groth sixteen or Plonk is is good enough.
0: Cool. Um, So let's talk about how this looks for me as a user, right? So basically, um, I send my transaction to the coordinator. So what's the job of the coordinator?
1: Well, the coordinator is uh, just—it's a little bit like a miner, if you want. So it has some similarities with there. They just collect uh, as many transactions as it can, and build a a badge. You mentioned it means building a proof and sending that to the layer one. That's what a coordinator, a coordinator does in Hermes.
0: And um, how do I become a coordinator?
1: Uh, let me just, okay, I, I explained you in Hermes, maybe in CKVM we, we, we change this a little bit, but the idea of Hermes is that you just uh, buy or you just bid for a slot uh the, the the winning of the the who wins the bidding just gets 10 minutes and in that 10 minutes you just can uh, build as many batches as you want so if you have a lot of transactions and if you are fast and if you have a good equipment equipment you will be able to extract all the value of those transactions and get all the fees of those transactions
0: and so by extracting the value, you mean the fees that people pay and not, exactly. I mean, in principle, you could also extract um, MEV or maybe coordinate extractable value, right?
1: Yes. In the case of, oh, in the case of, uh, it's not very much the case. Sure. The, the, the thing that, the mining extract, extraction value, this is all, this is more for when you have smart contract, you have DEXs and you have, you uh, 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 other other kinds of things, but in the CKVM, this will become and so in the CKVM, we probably will will work uh, we'll do it a little bit different.
0: Well, what are your ideas um as to how to do it?
1: Well, the idea is more about using more sequencer
0: so how how would that work? So basically there would be um there would be a deterministic way of um, of yeah. seeing um which transactions go in which order.
1: Yeah, exactly. A little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit will be that, but let's stay there.
0: Okay. Um, so the coordinator currently has to um, to pay for the privilege of kind of mining the block or coordinating the block. What happens to tokens that the coordinator has to pay for um, uh, for this privilege?
1: Yeah. Well, this is uh, part of it. Is burn and needs to be burned for the protocol. Mm-hmm. And part of it is uh, donated, and part of it is uh, uh, re- recycled uh, to, the, to, the, to the users of the, to, to the network itself. Uh, currently, it's 30% is burned, 40% is donated, and 30% is recycled.
0: Okay. And um, if the coordinator um, behaves maliciously, um, can they be slashed?
1: Uh, They can not So uh, what first is what means uh, uh, Behaves maliciously Because uh, coordinator cannot do very much So it just can just forge or not forge And if it forge It can forge the transactions that they have So first thing is what means maliciously Okay So this is a little bit like saying What happened if a miner uh, Behaves uh, maliciously Well mm -hmm. Sure. They cannot insert their transaction, an invalid transaction, or steal uh, funds. Okay. Things that may happen here is, for example, that um, he's censoring, for example, some sort of transactions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the case in of the roll up, we have a we call it a forced transaction, and mainly it's a layer one transaction that's forced to be uh, uh, mined by the well uh, forged by uh, by the coordinator. So coordinator. Has the obligation to execute those transactions. So, uh, your funds cannot be locked there. No, if, even if, so, if 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 you are doing, if you have the funds there, and the coordinator don't want to uh, execute your transaction, you 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 can always do a layer one transaction, travel to exit, and you and the coordinator will either forge that transactions or, or will not forge anything.
0: Okay. So, but what happens if the coordinator submits a um, faulty proof?
1: No, it's it's just, uh, it's like doing nothing. You know, it's, 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 that's the, that's the difference between optimistic and zk. In zk, you just uh, send a proof and this proof is validated by the smart contract. And if this proof is invalid, then uh, the smart contract, you know, just the transaction fails, transaction throws. So it's like the, the state doesn't change.
0: Okay. So
1: it's impossible to forge an invalid transaction in ECK roll rollup, And even better when it's forged, so once the transaction is forged, it cannot be rolled back. You know, it's, it's final, it's, it's, it's there. And, and this is the big difference between zk rollup and optimistic rollup. In optimistic rollup, you need to, you know, uh, a coordinator can can forge, so can send an invalid uh, transaction there, and then there is this um, mechanism. And this doesn't exist in zk rollup. In zk rollup, you just send the transaction. You send this proof, this cryptographic proof, which is hard and expensive to compute, but the cool thing is that once you submit there, you the the smart contract verifies and you're you're okay. You are you are that that's it.
0: Okay, so basically the worst thing that the coordinator can do is they can um, they can censor someone. So basically the way that you currently combat that is by um, having users submit things via call data, right? Um, or h- how does it currently work?
1: Well, the, uh, yeah, coordinator can censor sen- because at the end it can choose which at trans- currently in the Hermes it can choose which transactions they include and which transactions they do not include. Uh, but you know the user has always the option to uh, uh, to create a layer one transaction, forcing the coordinator to uh, execute that transaction. So it's imp- so it cannot be censored. Maybe you will have to pay the gas of the layer one yeah. uh, to run the to, to run the, your transaction, but uh, the you cannot so the coordinator cannot uh, censor you. Well, it can. The only thing that can do is don't don't forge anything, just stop the network in some way. But in this case, there is a time mode that anybody at this stage anybody can forge and create a a block, so can forge so. If everybody, if everything is a stop, you can always build. Maybe it will take uh, one day to compute the proof uh, in the normal laptop, but that in in one day uh, the transaction. So the next, you, you you have you have for sure that in the next batch that's forged either by you or either by somebody else, your transaction is going to be executed. So it, at the end, it's impossible to be censored in the in the worst, uh, in you know, in the worst scenario, you can, you can, you cannot be censored.
0: Cool. Um, so a couple of months ago, we had Alex from Meta Labs on. So at a very high level, um, how, how would you characterize the difference between um, the, the ZK rollup up um, that Matterlabs is working on and the ZK rollup that you guys are working on?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say that uh, Matterlabs is an incredible project and they are doing a very good job in, the, in this space. I'm not so in the in the case of the zk uh, in the zkVM part. I'm not one hundred percent sure of what they are doing because they have not published too much yet. Okay, so I cannot talk very much how they are doing. They are following more an approach of uh, uh, you know just compiling. Solidity to a more uh, zk specific uh, set of opcodes, okay. Which is uh, it's a good path, you know. It's an interesting path, and it's just uh, here. We just choose a different path. We just choose a path uh, to try to uh, probably it's a little bit harder in, in in things, but it's simple in another, okay. So it's just uh, it's a different path, and and uh, we will see, you know. Just. Uh, 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 we think, we believe that our, our path is, uh, is is the right one, but, but we may be wrong, you know, <laughs> just, uh, we see. and But the, the interesting thing is that even if uh, at some point we just see that this is the wrong path, you know, just we, we may happen, we can always go to the other path. You know, just uh, if so, it's like uh, because we're implementing uh, at the end we're implementing the same. We're executing uh, programs in there, so if if at the end it's very easy to say, okay, just let's forget forget about compatibility. Just let's just use let's simplify the EVM. Just just run this 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 and this and let's run. We can always do that, and and, and this is always an option. But we 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 really believe that we can be very very compatible to the current EVM.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so far we've talked about scalability a lot. So basically the other thing that, that zero knowledge in principle can do is it can afford you privacy, right? So, um, I mean, even, even despite the fact that currently everything is kind of centered around, um, advancing scaling, could this also to trans, could this also translate to, um, better privacy down the road?
1: Yes and no. So I told you before that zero knowledge can be used for privacy and for and for scalability. Okay, but they cannot be used at the same time for both. Okay, so if you want to have a privacy and scaling, you need to some sort of recursion. So you need, for example, so you do like have like a, a kind of a tornado cache or a kind of a Z cache, some 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 layer of uh, uh, privacy. Uh, that's running inside uh, maybe a ZK ZK rollup. Okay, but both things at the same time, you know, I know that for example, Arctic people is working in that direction. You may ask them how they are doing and so on. They are, you know, great people and they are doing very interesting people. But we, our focus is at this point is more for on the scalability, just having an Ethereum, uh, but running in a zk so scale scale Ethereum and once there of course if you scale Ethereum and Ethereum handles privacy maybe you can run it inside the, the scalability but we are trying to uh, split the split the the problems and trying to solve one specific problem.
0: Sure, sure, and I mean it's it, it's a hard enough problem to solve. Um, so um a couple of weeks ago the news broke that um Hermes merged with Polygon the scaling solution um so basically um if if you look at um Hermes and Polygon um they are um architecturally they're built in different ways right so basically um Hermes, Hermes very much inherits the security guarantees from Ethereum whereas this currently is not true for Polygon in a way it's it's a standalone layer one chain with a periodic uh, Ethereum commit. Um, so I haven't really found a lot about how the joint model will look. Um, can you talk about this?
1: Between Hermes and Polygon, there, of course, there are things that are very complementary. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's a good merge. But there are, we both share... Um, the same vision here and the vision is mainly that we are not doing here these projects Uh, we are not here just to do some some gadgets just to play Uh, we want to bring this uh, technology to real people we want to scale we want to go mainstream Uh, we we want to grow Uh, this is the this is the, the vision of uh, Polygon, and this is the vision to to Hermes. Okay, and said that uh, we are we have been working a lot in this zk uh, rollups. You no, know, in this technology, uh, Polygon Polygon people of course accept that this is the right way to go. Uh, this is the. So they they believe and and in the wild they are doing things just to to try to get customers just to get people using that and they are uh, of course maybe it's not a perfect solution the uh, side chain but uh, I would say an enough solution for many projects and. And probably the best solution that you can have it right now, if you want to build uh, smart contracts and you don't want to pay maybe a, a huge amount of fees and, and so on. So uh, at the end, the important is understand what we are doing, what, where we are, what are the current technologies that are available, working together. I think we can go very far just to bring this technology to mainstream, and this is that that this is why I think is a good merge. Uh, uh, there is a very good fit in the even in the management teams. There is a very good uh, uh, fitting there, and uh, yeah, it's uh, for for me it's very exciting to be uh, at this moment just part of this polygon mission there. So, which is the same that the one we had. So it's 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 very exciting. We'll see. You know, this is at the end is we'll see in the next uh, month and years and see how the things evolve. But I think it's a very good. I think it's a very good thing that we can work together.
0: Cool. So, I mean, the pol- the polygon network obviously is is used quite heavily currently. I see that there are different parts here that kind of where maybe it's not clear how they will get how they will work together in in the end. but do you have an idea of architecturally how it will work So basically will you will polygon resort to the hermes ZK rollup model um, or is this not clear yet?
1: Uh, I would say it's not clear yet um, but you know uh, at the end is it's what I told you before it just bring this uh, technology mainstream and bring this technology when i'm saying bring this technology i mean bring this technology with all the values that this technology adds mm-hmm. and if you have to do some concession at some point it's important that uh, we understand with which concession we are doing uh, in 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 each side and 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 this is mm, yeah and this is uh, so uh, polygon Will use the technology that's available at each point to 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 have the most adoption uh, they can and to try to keep the values of decentralization as much as they can. And this is uh, so. If it's diff- if this is the Hermes technology, that's great. But if it's another somebody else technology because it's better. Mm, it's going to be great too so it's it's uh, the idea is to to bring this to to what it's it's important that there are that we have a a lot of uh um, companies that are developing on top of the, on top of ethereum that are thinking about blockchain that is thinking about decentralization and um, i remember that uh maybe in the in the during the ACOs in the in the two thousand seventeen two thousand eighteen 2017 there was a lot if you, if you, if you check uh, uh, Ethereum you saw a lot of different applications a lot of different people just building uh, things on top of Ethereum and I remember that a lot of those uh, initiatives a lot of those uh, projects they just stopped their business some way because they couldn't afford uh, just the, the Ethereum didn't scale and so they couldn't afford, the, the, they couldn't afford the paying the gases and make no sense just to use some uh, insurance applications just paying for each use every time you just hire an insurance just paying $50 just or whatever. So it makes no sense. But they are very interesting applications and uh, at the end it's just a matter of scaling. Okay. So it's important that these uh, companies continue working, continue evolving, continue doing things uh, on top of Ethereum, because when Ethereum scales, whichever way, they are ready. They are ready running there. So it's in some way it's just uh, earning time in the earning time in the in the future. So that's why it's so important. Uh, those uh, side chains even if the properties are not as good as not the ideal as not the ones that uh, we want to uh, we want to have but they are doing their job they are doing their 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 mission okay even it's like it's not a net, but it's a testnet is not enough sometimes you know this is some middle thing you know just and, and this is I think it's these side chains. You know, it's important for that, but you need to understand, and this is probably the, the key, most important thing. You need to understand what are the limitations of these uh, uh, side chains.
0: Yeah, I, I completely understand. Um, so, so let's talk about the roadmap and how this um, fits in with Ethereum too. So, basically, um, the current vision for the for um, Sharding is data availability shards, which sounds wonderful if, if, if you're in charge of a ZK rollup. So, um, tell us about, um, when you plan to, I mean, I know that these, these estimates are always fraud and we've all been there, but, um, so w- when do you plan to, uh, go live with, um, the ZK EVM and how will that change, um, once data availability shards, um, become available?
1: Let's see, for in our side uh, the ZK, the zkvm for us is more or less it should be more or less a one year project. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it's maybe we can, for example, we are right now we are accelerating and we are running a lot, but you know there are some maybe there are some stages that we delay. So that's it's it's difficult to it's difficult to know exactly when, but it's not it should be around a year. okay Okay, so that this should be production ready uh, some way okay Um, again things may happen it's something that's new a lot of challenges have happened Um, and it's just like not fully committed it just gives you what's in my mind uh, what should be okay how this fits with ethereum 2.0 I don't know you know uh, uh, we need to see for us uh, the, the the sharding is uh Important thing right now, I think they are working a lot with the merge, yeah. With uh, uh so and probably sharding is going to come, it's going to come next. It's a path, you know, we'll we will see, and it's a stage to stage. Uh, right now, the, the cool thing of Ethereum 2.0 is, um, you know, I remember in the 19th, uh, in, in 2019, 2018, that was not clear, and there was a uh, there were, every time that we talk about Ethereum to the zero was not it was like the research was not done and, and and there were a lot of things and even changing one from one side to the other, which is normal because when you are researching you know thing changes and you go deeper in one topic and then you 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 see that you can do it much better, so you just go back, and, and it's it's normal. But from outside, it's like it was. Uh, we'll never had. <laughs> when you see it from outside, we'll never have Ethereum zero. This is never. Will never happen. This is the the feeling that uh, a lot of time we had. At this point, I think that nobody doubts that Ethereum zero is gonna happen. We, maybe we are talking is this. We will take one year, two years, or three years. But but. Ethereum uh, 2.0 is is, is is happening and it's uh, it's the way to go. Uh, we replaced the concept of this, was, we call it before execution environments, Now we call it ZK rollups or roll rollups, at least if you want. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but it's almost the same. And, and this evolution, you know, just uh, this evolution of Ethereum with uh, all this zero knowledge technology that has been evolving, all the all the work of the sharding on the, the Beacon Net on the consensus mechanism, all this, you know, uh, all this is coming together, and uh, uh, I think I think that at this point nobody doubts that blockchain. Blockchains and concretely Ethereum uh, is gonna be a global scaling uh, blockchain uh, very soon. If you if you talk to if if you were if you talk to me maybe in 2018, uh, when the scaling solutions were you know state channels or even these uh, side chains. Uh, and things, uh, I was very skeptical, and, and, and <laughs> for me, it was not clear. But at this point, uh, I think the path is quite clear. You no, know, this is going to scale for sure. And, and it's just a matter of, uh, uh, at this point, is a matter of engineering, it's a matter of just putting the pieces together uh building of course maybe improving some protocols and things but it's it's there it's it's, it's more um fine-tuning and and, and and building but this is going to happen
0: cool so maybe um to conclude let me let me zoom right out so you've always been a person um to think a lot about what's right and what the right thing to do is, right? I mean, basically with the Robin Hood group and the white hat hackers and Giveth and so on. Um, So, I mean, currently you're working on technology that makes the blockchain more performant, Um, but on a societal scale, what do you hope will come out of this? So basically if you you look at um, blockchain, um, say in five to 10 years, In what metric will humanity be better off because of blockchain?
1: Look, at the end, I hope that the people get proud of the communities they belong to. So here is uh, empowering people that means that uh, you are part of a society you know you were born you you, you will die and, and and you don't exactly you don't really know what you are doing here in this world but you know that you are surrounded of other humans that are more or less the same that you and you are trying to do the best thing for all of us. So at the end, you are just building communities and you are just trying to, in some way, work together to have more, to be more happy. And this is what's life about. And the the cool thing of a blockchain is that this should allow you to uh, be part of the community, of the community that you want to be in the community. Should be have opt-in and opt-out options to the community. You should have a... Uh, you should be part that means that you should work for the community you should uh, so this is why governance for example is something that's so important but you know it's just governance but also organizing or distributing if you want distributing the the, the scarcity uh, resources some way this is why the money is about and why the tokens are about and uh, so on this is what can uh, blockchains uh, uh, and this technology can help if you see if you see the the world right now, just think in how many states, uh, how many conflicts are right now in the world because a lack of uh, a lack of uh, trust in the central authority. On all these places, you know, places where there are wars right now, wars right now, uh, or countries that you know. Let me put an example here. It's just Venezuela. Venezuela is uh, is a democratic country, and the people just wants to be how they want to build, or it's just a dictatorship, and uh, and, uh, and 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 who knows? You know, there is a there is a central party that's organizing some um, elections. Nobody knows if this is uh, corrupt or not, and it, it it's, it's a lack of trust. Imagine that you can just organize a voting system where it's it can it just real and you understand how it works. This will solve a lot, a lot of things, uh, right now in that conflict. And this is just an example. You know, there are many conflicts and many things in the humanity that can be solved just by not having to trust, uh, central, uh, central authority. And, and, and this is, this is what's the blockchain. So this is what the, what the blockchain will add to the society, of course, uh, blockchain is a technology. It's not enough uh, for this transformation of the society to happen. You know that it requires some social uh, transformation too. Okay, but definitely uh, uh, the blockchain can be the the technology that triggers this change in the society for sure.
0: Cool. Thank you, Jordi. So, where can people go to find out more about Hermes?
1: That's Hermes.io. I think you can find all the information there. Right now, it's Polygon slash Hermes.io, but yeah, any both both domains work. So just go there. We have our Reddit group. We have Telegram group. Of course, Twitter also there. I think it's just Hermes with Z. You know, just uh, Hermes and that with Z. Just it's easy to find us.
0: Cool. Um, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. I've wanted to do this ever since you gave that really astonishing talk at ECC, which we'll also link to in the show notes. So um, if you're interested in the math behind this, um, go check out that talk as well. It was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Theo.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. It helps people find the show and we're always happy to read them so thanks so much and we look forward to being back next week